Hey, you found us. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast. I'm Ben Glixman with my tag team partner, Matt Story, and we are going to put a pin in our ASU historical team discussion as, yeah. as we were able, through some deep dives, to find a different topic today. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now and people, we might continue on with it next week. Yeah. Who knows? People may not be aware of what happened, but... Uh, if you scoured the far corners of the college sports landscape, you may have caught wind that Pac-12, Pac-10, Pac-8 stalwarts, USC and UCLA, uh, are leaving to go to the Big Ten, effective yeah. starting in the 24-25 academic year as of right now. Yeah, so two um, more seasons. So let's, I'd like to start with the easy part, which is a kudos to John Wilner at Wilner Hotline, who caught wind of the story, broke the story about discussions, broke the story again about discussions being far advanced, and then confirmed that it was all a done deal. Yeah, yeah. Um, And and I will will agree with you, and then I'll kind of take the... I'll take the the bad side of that, which is, boy, for the army of national college football reporters that exist out there, ah, nobody had this. Nobody had it. I mean, uh, you know, like this was going on for weeks and months and nobody knew about it. And so it, it kind of, you know, uh, the, the, the next point of that, and we talked some about this, but it makes me wonder all the stuff that we're hearing now over the last seven days about what's going to happen next. Do they really know? Because they didn't know this. No. They were all caught flat-footed on this story. And they were mostly caught flat-footed a year ago with Texas and Oklahoma. That came out of nowhere. So, like, all this stuff about what's going to happen next and who's going to go where, I'm like, I don't know that I can believe any of you because I think you're just throwing darts. Yeah. The, um... But I agree. Wilner did have the story, correct, yes. and, and, And to be clear, like... Had they rushed it, which is part of what you're saying now, had they rushed it about everybody else, you know, as if they rushed it, you know, saying we're leaving or, you know, Texas or SMU and San Diego State are coming or whatever, like, okay, then we'd be all over them. So he got it right and he was was unequivocally first. You want to get it right. Absolutely. I'm not, I'm not advocating. This is a tricky one because I, I don't want to, I mean, obviously there's other things to talk about besides the sports media, but it, this is something that's been on my mind the last couple of days. I don't want it to be all about breaking news too much, you know, too much of that. Like, Oh, Schefter's amazing because he breaks news. And it's like, eh, Schefter just, you know, is in bed with agents and, and, you know, and they give him news to break. Yeah. Uh, You know? Uh, So, so I'm not saying that, but it's just like, it's just interesting to me, specifically the athletic. I think about there's tons of college sports writers on there. You and I both read it. National and, and team. National, exactly. You know, and and um, we've we've read now in the last few days the you know the autopsy after the fact of how this happened. But mm-hmm. I'm thinking, well, did any of you have this beforehand? Because I mean, none of you had it valid enough to go on record with it. And yes, you should. You know, speaking of the athletic, you know, I mean, like. I don't know if you saw, you know, you know, Shams, another guy who gets a lot of credit for just breaking news, you know, reports that Colin Kaepernick is investing in the big three. And then this morning reports that that's not true. And I'm like, but you, you it was your report. It. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you know, so like you're right. You should you, you know, I want reporters to to know what they're doing before they report something and know what they're saying. But again, it just makes me question all the stuff we're hearing about, like, you know, and. I mean, I'll be honest with you, like, I don't, at this point in time, want to spend a ton of time on the, you know, what if this happens, what if that happens, because uh, just tell me when it happens, man. Yeah. Just tell me what's well, going to happen, and then we'll talk about it. We'll do the, well, we'll do the uh, analysis then. So let's talk about what has transpired and what we know. Yeah. yeah. The, the Big Ten had been in the midst of negotiating their TV deal, then paused that. Right. And right. I believe it was Nicole Auerbach um, who tweeted... Remember when we all couldn't figure out why? This is yeah. why. Yeah, um, yeah, I did see that. I think it was her. Yeah, because it was yeah, in. It I was mean, like in May they were negotiating the deal, and right. then they stopped. It's supposed to be just about done. Yeah, yeah, and obviously there's a reason. And uh, yeah, so keep going. 
So then we learn from the LA Times that this move was initiated by USC and UCLA. They sought out the Big Ten. The LA Times then doubled down on their report by saying that not only did they seek it out, but that UCLA was nine figures in debt in the sports department and was on the verge of having to cut a number of teams before this deal. And they will now make all of that up in potentially one year of shared revenue. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when they move. So they only now need to keep afloat for two years, knowing that there's a payday coming. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That, that Under Armour deal falling through for UCLA, you know, there's a whole lot of legs to how we got here. And I want to, I want to discuss that with you, mm-hmm. but that's a little one. That's, it's not the biggest one, but it's a little one because they were due mm-hmm. to make a lot of money off that deal and it collapsed. Yeah. So that is, I think a pretty, thorough assessment of the short term who made the move and why yeah now yeah yeah. you know they're a package deal and and you know we floated out things uh, you know we heard although it turned out to be not true that texas wouldn't be allowed to move and texas a&m wouldn't be allowed to move without the other or without texas tech it turns right. out that both were able to move without both did each yep. other or yep. Texas Tech. They wound up in the same place years apart. Correct. Now they or they will be soon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But there Oklahoma was, wasn't going to leave without Oklahoma State. Yeah, that's happening. Yeah. And then yeah. there was so, speculation, which I joined in to you of. I wonder if the UC system regents would allow UCLA to leave without Cal. Well, it appears they are. They are. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's the thing that's interesting about this. And again, I, you know, uh, and that's why that's why I hate to do too much of the what's going to happen next, because we have honestly, we have no clue. I mean, you know, the things that we held dear, if you you know, if you go back to, you know, when we were freshmen in college and someone had come along and said, you know, in the next 20 years, um, you know, Texas will split from Texas A&M. Oklahoma will split from Oklahoma State. Uh, Nebraska will split from Oklahoma. Uh, you know, Virginia, West Virginia and Pitt will split. Uh, USC and UCLA will leave the Pac-12. I mean, all that stuff happened. The Big East ceased to exist for a football conference. So, like, who knows what's going to happen? And nothing's off the table. And that's, honestly, that's what just makes me so, I mean, the, the overwhelming reaction I have to this is just sadness. It's just, it's sad. I'm sad about it. Uh, This has hit home for me in a way that none of the other stuff did. And I think, I I mean, I can obviously attest why. This is the biggest impact on ASU and the area I live in with all of this realignment. Well, and you made a point, and I've seen it elsewhere about, you know, this, this one also feels weirder because there hadn't been in you know in the conference itself there right. hadn't been a lot of shakeups and it was also no. not you know i i saw people have been saying well what about the big 12 you know no one was like this when the big 12 well sure the big 12 sure. is 25 years old the pac 12 right. is 100 years old correct correct you know? yeah i mean the big 12 was a uh, already a, a merging of the Southwest Conference and the Big Eight, mm-hmm. and we weren't old enough. I mean, I, I sort of quasi remember the Southwest Conference, but I, you know, I could say that I, we weren't old enough to really appreciate. Like, was there this type of reaction to the dissolution of the Southwest? I don't know. I would bet there was. Different because it's a different era. You know, there's there's more media, there's more places to shout your opinions. Obviously, and, and it's college but, football you know, has become a big time conference, and it just went away. Well, it just ceased to exist. College football has become also more national. It has and, and more has. commoditized. It's you know, yeah, for sure. For it, sure. It's a sh- it's interesting because you talk about how sad this is and how you feel. This does sort of bring home to roost, you know, we are professional. This is, I, I think, of yeah. uh, of, yeah. a pay, of a piece with the uh, paying of college athletes. If we're going to pay them and money is important, which it is, no sure. one is arguing sure. that it's not, 
Yeah. Then, yeah. then the fact that ESPN and Fox are sort of dictating these deals. Well, yeah, that's who has yeah. the money. Yeah. I mean, that's really, and I've read this a lot and I've read people, you know, that have bemoaned it. And I've read people that have said, Oh, this is going to be great. Um, but I agree. I mean, it's the feeling that college football is slowly, but maybe not as slowly as, as I'd like, just going to become NFL junior. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm, I love the NFL. I enjoy watching the NFL. It's a, it's a very good product. And yeah, but I don't, I don't need a second version. Like college football is supposed to be different. It's supposed to be, you know, rivalries and, and pageantry and, uh, you know, playing the FCS school and playing, you know, having your haves and have nots at a conference. And I mean, it's, it's hard to put a finger on it because, you know, logic would say, well, yeah, we could get, you know, the 40 best programs in the country to all play in the same league and have them only play each other. Well, that's going to give you great games every week. And it's like, yeah, but we already have that. We, it's called the NFL. And if that's what you like, watch the NFL. Um, but it's like, I just feel like we're, we're losing the soul of college football. And this isn't the first time I've, you know, I mean, it, this move isn't the reason for it. This is just another chapter in it to where I just feel like soon enough, we're going to look and like, think, you know, the sport that we followed with like when we were in college and we were, when we were in high school, it bears no resemblance to the sport now. And mm-hmm. I don't like that. I, I, I just don't mm-hmm. think that's a good thing. Well, the other part, and, you know, the Pac-12 through calculation errors and whatnot probably had the worst of it, but the regionalization of college is done now. Yeah, that's exactly it. Because it used to be the Pac-12 was the West. Right. The the Big Ten was the upper Midwest. Midwest, yeah. The Big 12 was the, you know, mid Texas and Oklahoma South. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then the SEC was the Southeast of the country and yep. the ACC was the East coast and the big East was new England. Right. And, right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, uh, you know, slowly the ACC kind of killed the big East mm-hmm. basically. And so we went from six major conferences to five and now it feels like we're tracking towards four or even three and, well, and but maybe it also really only two that matter. Yeah, that's and that was what I was going to say is, you know, the ACC Pac-12 partnership that's been floated feels like a way to keep the Big 12 down, I guess, uh, yeah. to assure yeah. that you'll stay above the Big 12. Yeah, yeah. But boy, I mean, I'm going to say and again, you know, like this whole ACC Pac-12 thing, it's all chatter like if it's agreed upon it better be agreed upon in contractual terms because the alliance that you and I spent some time talking about last summer mm-hmm. was a complete and utter sham, obviously, because mm-hmm. the whole time we had the alliance, the Big Ten was flirting with the, you know, I mean, it's like, it's like, you know, your, your, you know, your best friend invites you and your girlfriend over and the whole time you're not in the room, he's, he's courting your girlfriend. Like, clearly there was, uh, there was nothing good about that. And it's gone before it ever started, obviously. So mm-hmm. if you're going to do this, you need to make it formal. It cannot be just a, you know, yeah, we're going to schedule each other and we'll figure out the rest later. Because as we found, everybody's looking out for themselves. USC and UCLA looking out for themselves. The Big Ten looking out for itself. And I I have a hard time getting too mad at that because that's the way the game is played right now. But that's also why it just stinks. Because yeah. it doesn't feel like anybody any entity is really looking out for college football as a whole, everybody or college sports as a whole, I should say, because that's another part about this is the total marginalization of every other sports, basically by these moves. I mean, USC and UCLA playing in the big 10 for men's soccer or baseball. I mean, come on, stupid, but nobody cares. They're just going to figure it out because it's all about football. Well, and that's the other piece of this, you know, is, I think everyone is looking out for themselves. I think you're absolutely right. But musical chairs is going to happen and Stanford will be okay. Like when you look at the conference, Stanford will be okay. Because Stanford has a self-sustaining athletic budget. 
sure. they have so sure. much money that they can go independent. They'll play Notre Dame. They'll play, you know, they'll, yeah, they'll, they could. they'll they play could Cal. They'll, yeah. they, yeah. maybe they'll play USC now. And they, you know, yeah. they could make it work if they wanted. They, they, could. they could stand they could. alone. I don't think even Oregon could do it. I mean, Oregon's no, I got all the Phil Knight money in the world, but even yeah, Oregon yeah. can't do it. Life as an independent is very tough now. I mean, BYU found it. Now, BYU isn't the brand that some schools are, I know. But, you know, it's just tough because everybody's in a com- – I mean, you know, in the, in the late 80s, you know, Miami was an independent, Florida State, Penn State. Uh, you know, yeah, sure, you could do that. But as, as everybody sort of lined up except for Notre Dame in a conference, and now as the conferences consolidate – and Notre, uh, and Notre Dame had tough. to eventually, you know, give in to everybody but football and, and we'll uh, play the ACC right. six of our 12 football games. True, true. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. I mean, and that that feels like the next big domino that will happen at some point. I, I don't know when. I mean, you know, of course, that's another thing that, oh, they're going to join the Big Ten any day now. And then it's, well, maybe not. Well, who well, knows? You know, uh, you know, I know everyone wants them, but... Will they give up their TV deal? What? Well, I mean, you know, so the, the interesting thing about the TV deal, and I, I admit I didn't know this, you know, and I don't think it used to be this way, but their TV deal is, is not, is peanuts compared to what the conferences make now. Now, NBC may come and offer them more, and they're probably going to have to, but, like, they don't make as much money from TV as Big Ten and SEC teams do. Not anymore. I think they used to. Um, you know, when, when the national TV deal was a big thing, like, oh my God, every one of their home games is going to be on, but now every game is on. And, and so is that, is that really as big of a thing as it used to be? I mean, if you're in the big 10, every one of your games is going to be available nationally, Mm -hmm. either Fox, you know, ESPN, uh, big 10 network, whatever. Um, so I don't know. I mean, and, and again, if you join the big 10, they've, they've valued, you know, setting their schedule well obviously play usc as a conference rival they can play maybe they take stanford with them you know that's a natural partner if, if the big 10 wants to add two more Acad- stanford with academically that yeah you know they yeah. align yeah i mean you gotta you gotta think and again i mean maybe not but you gotta think that like can you really make it work with two teams in the pacific time zone and 14 in the central and eastern time zone that's, I mean, you can do it for football, sure, because football charters and they go in early and you take, you know, six trips a year. But that's that's brutal on, on you know, basketball, baseball, softball, soccer, volleyball. I mean, it just doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. It's, it's completely illogical, but so much of this is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, I just can't get over the, you know, it just, it feels like, you know, a, a part of a part of our youth and a part of our, you know, what we've known about sports is dead with USC and UCLA. I mean, it's just I can't get over it. Like, well, they are the conference. They are. I mean, how many times if you if you could go back and you know transcribe someone, you know, could do that and they won't. But you know, if you could quickly, you know, how many times you and I have discussed over the years doing this. That USC football and UCLA basketball are the dominant things in the conference. And if they're good, everything else feels better. And when they're not good, everything feels worse. And now they're gone, or they will be gone. Uh, it's it's just it's a complete gut punch as a you know, fan of a Pac-12 school growing up in a Pac-12 state. Um, I mean, as long as I've been alive to know sports – you know, whether it was living in Tucson or living in the Phoenix area now, USC and UCLA have been a conference rival. They've visited every year, basketball, most years, football, one or the other. And it's just, it stinks. There's just no other way to say it for me. It just stinks. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess the we've talked about it and around it, but one of the things that is now being actively reported is the TV deal negotiations are yeah. now beginning in earnest. But I also think if you believe that those negotiations are happening, you know, in a vacuum without every other school also 
I'll put it this way. If you're standing there without a knife hidden behind your back, (laughs) you're going to lose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it just doesn't feel like if you're not in the SEC or Big Ten already, you know, it's all up for grabs. I mean, it's crazy. Like, the Big 12 just added – they're going to add these four teams – but, you know, you hear report like, well, maybe the Pac-12 should go poach Texas Tech and Baylor. And it's like the Big 12 hasn't even settled into the new format mm-hmm. yet. Well, and, well, uh, and you've also heard the flip of the Big 12 should right. bring back Colorado and add the and Arizona Utah schools. And, and the Arizonas. And, yeah. yeah, yeah, which, you know, I find mildly intriguing. But I, I guess for me, the, the feeling is that no matter what happens, like we're weakened by it. And when I say we, I, ASU. Mm-hmm. Uh, you either stay in a weakened Pac-12, or or you stay in a Pac-12 that expands with with weak options. I mean, like San Diego State and SMU and Boise. Like, I'm sorry, they just eh, they don't do anything for me. They don't make the conference any better. I don't believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, or you or you merge with the Big 12, or you go to the Big 12. It's like, okay, I mean, like that's great, but I'm, I'm, you know, my pulse is not doing the cha-cha, you know, about games against UCF and Cincinnati. No insult to those programs. They just, like, come on. They don't mean anything to me as an ASU fan. Um, and, a, you know, an ACC merger, like, you know, the 14 teams in the ACC are all, you know, engaged in a staring contest to see which one will challenge the grant of rights to try to break the conference before 2036. And if one does, they're all rushing to get out. So, so who knows, man? It just it does not feel like there are good options. Yeah, no, it's a you know, the ACC is desperate to break the ESPN contract somehow. Yeah, they're not. Yeah, they're not gonna be able to, but they want to. I mean, they want to, and it just feels like you know, if if one, you know, it's like a like the Jenga board, you know, like if one little thing comes out, the whole thing could come crumbling. If somebody, you know, if somebody finds a way to get out of that deal, then the SEC could start poaching and the Big Ten could start poaching and you could be left with, you know, four teams in the ACC. Yeah. And, you know, maybe we wind up with the four 16-team conferences? Maybe, maybe. Which, you know, I don't know. I mean, again, like, it all sounds nice and neat on paper if you have – you know, like the crazy scenarios, and maybe they're not crazy. You know, the Big Ten and the SEC go to, you know, 24 teams each, and you have, you know, they become the de facto AFC and NFC, and you have, you know, championship games, and then the winners of each, and big, you know, Super Bowl-like. And it's like, okay, I just described the NFL. And again, like, I don't I don't think college football needs to be the nfl light. It's supposed to be something different. It's supposed to be something that gives us uh, – a different feel and just feels like we're slowly because of TV more than anything else. We're slowly becoming that because that makes a nice neat TV package and it's a lot of money and everybody's chasing the money. And so it turns out that it was all about the TV deals. Oh yeah. And then is this the, is this the time that we talk about Larry Scott and how we got here? I think it is. Okay. I don't think you can have this conversation without no. mentioning that the Pac-12 uh, there was the there was the land rush for TV. Yeah. Yeah. ESPN got the ACC network and the, then turns out they were willing to spend a lot more to create the SEC network. Fox right. built the Big 10 network and the Pac-12 and the Big 12 decided we don't need to have a network created by one of these brands the big 12 went right. so far as to say we don't need a network at all texas right. can have a network right texas can have its own exactly yeah uh but the pac-12 built a network paid for fancy studio space in california uh decided hey we'll let the league take or uh, the the big wigs at espn and fox take the first two games every week uh-huh. uh but then we're gonna put the number three game on our network and then ESPN will get games four, maybe five, and yeah. we'll also take game six. Right, right. And, you know, and then in the bye week, ESPN takes two games, everyone else takes one. Sure, and We get, sure. you know, two for Pac-12 Network. Some weeks we get three. Yeah, yeah. 
And what we'll do is we'll decide that uh, we're not going to sell the network when ESPN makes an overture to buy it. Yeah. We're not going to sell it when Fox makes an overture. We don't need it. Why would we? Yeah. We're going to wait. And we're going to wait. And we're going to wait. And wait. And we're not going to put it on AT&T anymore and DirecTV anymore. Right. We're not going to put it. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to put it on Fubo, but not YouTube TV. We're going to not do streaming as a standalone thing you can buy, uh, despite the fact that our conference does have a bit of a national poll with graduates from California schools and others like myself. Uh, around the country who would buy it, you know, for 10 bucks a month, I could stream all their games and not worry about it. Yeah, I would too. Yeah. But we don't, uh, we don't do that. And all of a sudden SEC per school cut of the pie from TV revenue is, you know, mid 10 or I'm sorry, mid mid eight figures larger than the cut of the pie for all the PAC 12 schools. Uh, Big Ten, same thing, and we're falling behind. And then yeah. they pay the better coaches, and they pay the better players, and we're falling behind. Yeah, and then yeah. And the now TV... you've got a, two programs that are looking for yeah. higher ground, and they're they found it. And the TV deal, you know, goes back to these conferences that had more money to do more things. And yeah, then, yeah, yeah. You know, well, how long have we heard? You know. Wait till this TV deal is up, 2024. Well, you waited too long mm-hmm. because now the product that you have, again, as we you know talked about, like no matter what you do, the product has been weakened. Well, you by, don't have the LA USC market. UCLA leaving the single largest market, the marquee football program, and the marquee or co-marquee basketball program. I would say that it is. Yeah, are yeah. gone. I mean. The Conference of Champions, you know, with the 100-plus whatever, I I would venture to guess that a third of those national championships are gone with these two schools. I would say so, yeah. Between football, basketball, baseball, and softball. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, you know, they've all, well, you know, basketball, I guess, uh, not not since 2000 have have USC and UCLA won, but, but obviously UCLA's got a ton of basketball titles in their history. Mm-hmm. They've won a baseball championship. USC's won a couple of football titles in that span. Um, uh, you know, so yeah, I mean, it's, um, you know, you mentioned that the not taking ESPN's offer, I think it was in 2018 when ESPN came and, you know, basically offered to, to bail us out as the mm-hmm. Pac-12 takeover operation of the Pac-12 network, extend the deal and saying no. And gosh, what a bad decision that looks like in hindsight. It looked like a bad decision then. Mm-hmm. Looks like a worse decision now. Well, and then um, you get the recirculated quote of Michael Crow from early 2019. Yeah, I saw it. Yeah, yep. wait three years and people will be wondering how the Pac-12 got ahead. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Well, and of course, Michael Crow, as as we know, uh, one of the main reasons that Larry Scott, you know, rose to power, got to power, and stayed there as long as he did. He was a huge supporter of him. Him and him and apparently the, the guy from Oregon State where the name, you know, yeah. was it Ed Ray or something like that? Yeah. Um, were his, like, chief defenders when the Wolves were at his door a lot. Uh, they, you know, were the were the guys, you know, uh, telling us how great he was and just wait. And, you know, well, we waited. And I, I feel for the new guy. Yeah, it's I mean, not really Kriakov's uh, It seems like he's doing the best he can right now. I, mm-hmm. I read I read John Canzano's thing about you know oh he's really working hard and it's like I, I appreciate that he's doing everything he can but it it might not matter I mean it might be too little too late no matter what he does oh yeah I mean it look he is fighting an uphill battle very uphill right now yeah and that, possibly it, unwinnable yeah with cards that were not his. When the no, hand, you know, no, that, that it was like the hand no. was mostly played, and then they're like, "All right, we'll see what you can do." Yeah, yeah. I mean, so I go back. I mean, you know, like think about Larry Scott, and I, I've thought about this, and we've discussed this in the past, I know, but man, I, I just cannot help but think how he swung for the fences right away with that 
move to get what Texas, Oklahoma, mm-hmm. Oklahoma State, Texas. I mean, what are they going to be? Basically, the four Texas schools in the Big Twelve and the and Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. Yeah, gonna, it was going to be the Pac sixteen. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it and was. He, I mean, you could go back. I've got. I don't know what it is, but I've got something on recording. I remembered that you know on the bottom there's there's something from ESPN and there's breaking news. You know, this is basically it's going to happen. It's going to yeah. all set to happen. And then it didn't happen. And and it just feels like man, he never recovered from that. He was well, he was the golden boy who Utah, swung Colorado. and missed and never got back. We pivoted to Utah and Colorado, which is not which the made same. no dent. Yeah. It was like, yeah. well no, now we get the Denver and Salt Lake City markets. It's like that's not Texas football. It's not. <laughs> you know? It's not. I mean, if you get Texas and Oklahoma, you can probably do this Pac twelve network model that they dreamed up. And you can probably get DirecTV to pay whatever you ask to put it on. And you can probably sell it for tons of money when it's all ready to go because you've got two huge brands. And, and, you know, now some of this, it's important to, you know, be fair. Some of the Pac-12 struggles under Larry Scott had nothing to do with him. It wasn't his fault that that USC football collapsed and, and went through a decade of mostly mediocre football and bad coaches and, average mm-hmm. to below average seasons. I, I mean, that was not his fault, but a lot of it is his fault. And it, it's just like, uh, it's chicken and egg in some ways. Like they all went together. Yeah. Um, well, I don't they, know what caused what, but, but they all went together and, and the profile of the PAC 12 got progressively worse under him. That cannot yeah. be argued. Well, and it becomes, you know, to your chicken and egg thing, they weren't winning. And revenues were getting smaller because the TV deal wasn't keeping up. And we were not getting national love. And then, you know, you had Washington make it once and Oregon make it a couple times, but you didn't win a title. And, you know, you didn't win a basketball title. And then you you lost the money from the pandemic from the tournament that year. And you just kind of... And a shortened football season. Yeah, which, uh, you know, which, I mean, that you, know, was, you know, I mean, I read one of the things that I, I don't know who it was attributed to, but that one of the reasons this was was because USC, especially, felt you know the Pac-12 just doesn't care about football as much as the Big Ten. Well, and, and this and, is one of those things where at the time, I you can go back. I applauded the idea of look, we're not going to put people in jeopardy. We're not going to play unless right. we can figure this out. Well, I was wrong. It probably wasn't the right decision. Yeah, I mean, you know, you know like everybody it, else I mean, played. It may, have, it may have been on a human level, mm-hmm. but it, it wasn't the right business decision. Um, you know, the the SEC going forward and, Big and the Ten Big Twelve and ACC went with them. But I mean, the SEC going forward with that season, you know, just just made what was already there even more true, which is that hey, the whole it just means more tagline. It's true. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a tagline. But it's also true. And, and you know, so, it, you know, you've seen the divide grow. I mean, I, I, again, I remember when we were in college and we used to talk about going on SEC road trips, something that we've started to do now these last few years, um, because the SEC had great home fields and things like that. But I also remember that it didn't feel like SEC football was far and away better than Pac-10 football. Not at all. Mm. I mean, they had good teams. Pac-10 had good teams. Big Ten had good teams. And the Big East had good doesn't, teams. Big East had good teams, exactly. And it and you know, and it just doesn't feel that way anymore, doesn't it? I mean, it feels like the the power is consolidated in the SEC and the Big Ten. I mean, you look at you look at the programs that are either under their umbrella or going to be in the next few years, be it Texas, Oklahoma, UCLA, USC. I mean, it's it's probably a good, you know, eighty percent of the top programs in the country. Mm-hmm. And and it's just it's it's um I don't know I mean I don't know I don't know that maybe anything could have changed this but I also wonder like if USC falters the way they did but you have better conference leadership that makes better decisions maybe mm-hmm. we're not in this boat maybe the Pac-12 well, stays strong enough well, uh, and the, this doesn't happen the other piece is if you've got the money right then it 
it they don't leave. They can. And the other programs get better too. I mean, yeah. you're right. You you're exactly right. Like Washington makes the playoff and has now kind of faded into irrelevance. Oregon, you know, was in the first CFP national championship game and has kind of faded. You know, I mean, they're still good, yeah. but they, you know, I mean, again, what? It's five straight years that a Pac-12 team hasn't been in the playoff. Mm-hmm. Tough. Tough. And, and you know, that's why, as we've discussed this over the last, you know, year or so, and I've said, like, well, the whole time zone thing, that always existed. It existed in the 90s. It existed when we were in college. And USC was hugely relevant. And they played games at, you know, 9 Eastern, 10 Eastern. People wanted to watch because it was USC. Um, so the time zone stuff. But then when you add just the programs, I mean, again, I just think about I think about where the Pac-12 was during our college years, football and men's basketball. It was good. I mean, it was it was a really good conference, Pac-10 back then. Yeah. But it was really good, really deep, really good at the top, really good in the middle. Um, and and I just I see you know the early 2010s like still pretty good. There's Stanford and there's Oregon, and then you know by the late 2010s and 2020s, it's like I don't need to. Pay. I mean, if I'm a fan in Alabama, I don't need to pay attention to the Pac-12 at all. They make no difference to me. They might as well play on Mars. Yeah, that's true. And that didn't used to be that way. Uh, you know, I mean, look at the the. What was it? Uh, the year that USC and Oklahoma and Auburn, I think it was 2004, they all went undefeated. Auburn got left out. Can you imagine that now? Never in a million years would an undefeated SEC champion be behind the Big 12 and Pac-12 champ or Pac-10 at the time. Mm-hmm. No. It, so yeah. if that doesn't tell you how perceptions changed, I don't know what does. And so, look, this is one of those things where it's very easy to go revisionist history, right? Like, sure, sure, it you know, is. When when Larry Scott was making these big swings at the beginning, and you're like, "Whoa, we're gonna wind up with Texas and Oklahoma and A and M, Texas A and M, yeah." Like, it's and, like, oh wow, god, that is that is massive. That is, it was. It, I mean, massive. I remember thinking about it, like, "Oh my god, Texas is gonna come here every other year or something like that." Yes, sign me up. And then you miss. And everything just, it's one of those things, it's a slippery slope, everything changes, and, and you, yeah. you know, so I I would like to go big picture now. Sure, sure. You are the new athletic director for ASU. I've given <laughs> you the job. Yeah. And I'm, I'm getting this job today. You're getting or this in six job, months. You're getting this job today. Okay. I have a very simple question for you. In light of all that has happened and is happening, you cannot change the conference. We are here. Sure. What's done is done. Yes, okay. Do you try to fix football or do you reverse course and try to make basketball and baseball because I believe it is the same cost to fix football as it is to fix basketball and baseball. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it might be. I think the answer is you, you got to fix football because I think first of all, you know, it's not Alabama. It's not, um, uh, well, Alabama's a great example, I guess. So, you know, most of the SEC schools, Sands, Kentucky, that you say, you know, football's king and it's no question. I know we're not that, but I think ASU football matters more on a bigger scale than basketball and baseball. Baseball has a cult following. Basketball doesn't really have any following. Um, I think football matters more. And, and I just think, I mean, what, what have we talked about several times in this conversation? Football is driving this. If your football program's strong, you've got a market. Now, you, UCLA might be an exception to that. You could, you could easily say, well, UCLA hasn't been. I think UCLA was along for the ride here. I think if USC had said, we don't want UCLA to go with us, we'll, we'll you know, we'll let's ask Oregon if they want to come with us. Them. We'd see USC and Oregon in the Big Ten right now. Yeah. Um, so I'd say football. I, I am torn on it, which is yeah. why I asked you. 
because I think it is easier to get to and sustain relevance elsewhere. And then and basketball, baseball, you mean? Yeah. And then yeah. I wonder, although I think those days are gone, is it possible for those programs to be the rising tide to help lift the football boat? Yeah, I don't know. Because That's I a great think, question, and those days might be gone. You know, because I think about when, you know, I, I, I look at, this is a bad example, but Auburn basketball right now, or... Sure. You know, Notre Dame basketball a decade ago. Sure. When it's like, well, football's kind of struggling. But look, look, we're doing this. Basketball's good. Uh, yeah, you agreed, know? agreed. And, and, then, and that can be, and yet, I mean, and now Auburn's not the greatest example because it's SEC country like we're talking about. But, like, I bet you if you polled, you know, a thousand Auburn fans and said, you know, if basketball, if, if I told you basketball was going to go back to winning, you know, 12 games a year and missing the NIT, but football would win 10 games a year and beat Alabama consistently, would you take it? I bet 990 of them would say yes. I think that's true. I just wonder, for me and my fandom, sure. would I rather be the 9-3 champion of a pathetic Pac-12? <laughs> yeah. I, or, or would I, I rather be, you know, the 26-6 and six split with Arizona and we're just, you know, pacing each other all the way to sure. a top three seed in the tournament? Sure. I Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, uh, you know, I... I guess it's one of those things where, and this is what we just don't know, is what does the future of college football look like? Are we going to be on the inside or the outside of this, this you know, probably upper tier exclusive club? I'm not sure. We might be on the inside. We have the advantage of, of being in a very big market that's, that's really improving in terms of recruiting. You know, this area has gotten a lot better in terms of its recruiting talent available. Um, so that helps. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, we, I don't, you know, we're not Oregon State or Washington State or Iowa State, a program like that that feels like, man, you are really unlikely to be included with the big boys if the big boys decide to leave. But we're also not Oregon or Washington where we can say, well, they'll come get us. We're a you know, like, well, we're not worried about it. We don't have to panic. Yeah. We're neither. So I, I don't know. I mean, there, there does need to be a little bit of panic's not the right word. Panic has a negative connotation. Some urgency. urgency. Yeah. Yes. You know, because, and, and, well, because I mean, we're not, we're not Rutgers or Vanderbilt. Right. But they're already on the inside. Right. And I don't are. think you're going to be able to kick Rutgers out of the big 10. I mean, I don't think so, but who knows? I, like, I, you know, we haven't heard that yet. That hasn't happened. But again, given the things that have happened, like, I I don't know that you take anything off the table. I mean, could the SEC come together and say, we don't need Vanderbilt. What the hell are we doing? We're giving them an equal share? They stink. Like, what? Well, you know, I mean, like, they could. I would be, I don't know how that would work. I have no idea. But, you know, like they have a crappy stadium. They don't have, you know, even at capacity, it's nowhere close to most of the stadiums in the SEC. Um, mm -hmm. like, what are they doing for the SEC? Nothing. Uh, not in football, at least. They're good in baseball and stuff. But, again, nobody cares. This is all about football. And they got so Texas I don't know. now for baseball. Right, right. You know, so, I mean, I thought you were going to say when you said, you know, you're the new ASUAD. Where do you, you know, where do you take this, uh, you know? And, I mean, I haven't heard this suggested. I have no idea if there's interest. But call the SEC. Screw mm -hmm. it. Get the SEC and say, hey, you want to keep expanding west? Come get yeah. us. Take us. Phoenix is a huge market. Gets you access to another New Year's Six Bowl site. It does. It does. I mean, I, like... Again, I have no idea if the SEC would have interest. 
But, you know, like I said, take nothing off the table, leave everything on. Don't settle for the Big 12. Get Greg Sankey on the phone and say, hey, you want to get to 18? You want to get to 20? You want to you be a coast-to-coast conference just like the Big 10? Start here. Well, take, have, take us in Arizona. So I'm going to throw something out there that plays on and bolsters your conspiracy theory. The most important athletic director at the most important school in the SEC went to what school and was the AD for what other school? Very true. Very true. Yeah, yeah exactly. ASU and, and Arizona. I mean, and you know what? I, like, this sounds sacrilegious and I don't want it to happen because I think rivalries matter. But screw Arizona. Uh, you know, like, like you got to figure it out for yourself. Well, but, but If the but, SEC wants ASU and, and Oregon, go. Dang it. You know, I but mean, will I don't the think board of happen. regents let that happen? I mean, at this point, you just do. Like, I don't know, but again, you said it up front. Like, we thought UCLA couldn't ever depart from Cal. That wouldn't be allowed. Did yeah. uh, you know? So I, I'm sure they wouldn't love it, and I'm sure politicians would, you know, pretend to care until they moved on to something else. But I. Ultimately, I think if you, you know, what we've learned in this is just arrange your own deal and then no one will actually stop it. Would you take a junior share? Would you take 85 sure. cents on the dollar from the SEC? Absolutely. To start out with, yeah. I mean, I think you, you know, you work it where I mean, you're you know, still five getting more than in, the That's not the case or whatever, <laughs> but yeah, 100%. Yeah. I mean, I, again, I have no idea if they, you know, if you may call the SEC thing. and he may laugh and say, yeah, all right, thanks. We're, uh, we're talking to Clemson and Florida State and Miami right now. Uh, you know, we'll get back to you. You know, yeah. don't call us. We'll call you. Or, but at the same time, like, it's worth, it's worth asking. Why not? Yeah. Well, and think about adding, you know, they could go the other way and say, and I, I hate to say this, but, yeah, we're also going to add Duke, North Carolina, Kansas, and Arizona. Yeah, and we're gonna. Yeah, they could. They're gonna. They're gonna play in the same conference as Kentucky now. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, they could. So, yeah. I mean, I. You know, I've read a lot that Carolina is a is a valuable you know entity out there. People think you know it's, and it's like, well, you know, they'll go with Duke. Like, will they? I mean, I hope so. Obviously, I don't want Carolina and Duke to not be in the same conference, but, but I didn't want UCLA and USC to not be in the same conference as ASU, and nobody cares what I want. Well, Nobody cares the, what most fans want. The other thing is, and maybe this is where we're going, but think about the schools who broke up last time. Now, yeah. there was acrimony between Texas and A&M. Sure. But BYU and Utah played. Colorado and Colorado State still played. True. Uh, you know, everybody keeps playing Notre Dame. True. You know, you can put it on the schedule if you want. You could. You could, yeah. I mean, again, I I would venture to guess that the Arizona schools are a package deal. That if they go somewhere, they'd go together. I, I think that. But all I'm saying, I guess, is like, you got to look out for yourself in this. This is dog-eat-dog right now. And rest assured, the people at Arizona are looking out for themselves. If somebody came to, I don't even know who's in charge of Arizona now. I can't remember the names. But, you know, somebody came to them and said, hey, uh, Big Ten wants, wants Arizona – and and Colorado, they bolt, and they should. Mm-hmm. And so we got to be willing to do the same thing as far as I'm concerned. I, I don't want the rivalry to go away. I think those are the things that make college sports what they are. But unfortunately, those things are going away. So it's, you know, kill or be killed right now, it feels like. So would you then – so let's play this out. With Oklahoma and Texas – the SEC's at 16? 16, yeah. So you reach out to them with Oregon and Washington. Yeah, maybe. And you say, us, Texas, Oklahoma, Texas A&M, and LSU? Missouri. Missouri. That's who it should be. Yeah. Your western half, basically, or something like that. Yeah. yeah. We're going to play an SEC West where we'll play all seven of these and two schools. So every eight years, you'll play a home and home across. Yeah. 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 
Man, it's, it's it's funny as you're saying this because I read a I can't remember, I read a lot of different stuff, but somebody wrote a, a column about like these super conferences, and it basically said kind of what I was thinking too, which is like what'll happen is you'll have these you know 24 team conferences that because of travel and logistics will kind of Break start into- to form into two conferences or three conferences, and then they'll go back to small conference. Like you could see that mm-hmm. you could see it where like you know you you do what you're saying. And then the, you know, the eight teams in the SEC Western half look around and think, why don't we just do this on our own? We don't need to, you know, and then you know, like yeah. we could we could come full circle on this in 20 years for all we know that we were back to, you know, 10 team conferences because this just didn't work logistically. I don't know. Who knows, man? Uh, that's mm-hmm. the thing that just kind of kind of stinks about this. Like I said, it's just the you just start to lose things you count on. And, and I know I've said it already, but like. That every other year visit from USC football is something I counted on as a as an ASU fan. I haven't missed one since I started school here, mm-hmm. and to think that's over after next year is just a real bummer. It, I can't think of a better way to describe it. Mm-hmm. And I know other schools have gone through it, but it you know, like I said, it it never really hit as much home here because you know, okay, we added Colorado and Utah. Yeah, it was all right, but you know, it didn't take anything away. You, you yeah. still, you know, you still got Oregon. You still had USC. You still had UCLA basketball. You still had Washington. And and now that some of those are gone, and others might be, I mean, it it feels like Oregon. If if the Big Ten wanted Oregon and Washington, they'd be gone tomorrow. Yeah, that's how it. I mean, I, I you know, we don't know that for sure, but that's certainly the impression. If if Kevin Warren called and said, "Hey, we want you too," they they bolt right now. Mm-hmm. So it just, it seems so tenuous right now. And that's why I say like, going back to it, like everybody's out for themselves. So ASU needs to be as well. And, and then you ask the question that you and I have asked a lot lately about other things. Do you trust the leadership at ASU? No. To make the right decision? Not to even To be forward bit. thinking? Not even at all. Not, not at the president level, not at the AD level. No, no. And that's and, what makes me concerned. And I'll tell you something else. We're not alone. That that is no. the general consensus of the diehards when you go on social media, when you yeah. go on, you know, the the message boards. There's yeah. not a lot of, hey, Michael Crow's really nailing it and has been for two decades. <laughs> I would imagine not. Uh, yeah, I mean, and I know when you're in power, you know, you're always going to be criticized and you're always going to have people detract, you know, detractors and all of that. I, I get it. Nobody's universally popular, but yeah, I mean, how can't like, if we land on our feet, it's going to be simply a matter of good luck and, and coincidence that we happen to be in a market that's, that's desirable. Yeah. Like the SEC would not want ASU because it's ASU and because we do things right. The SEC would want ASU because, Hey, we're already into Texas. Let's keep moving west. Let's get that Phoenix market. Let's move into California. Let's you know, let's just be nationwide dominance rather than you know, just in in our little corner of the nation. Yeah, that's why they'd want ASU. Could we land on our feet and something like that? Yeah, yeah, but it won't be because you know our leadership saw it through. I don't see that. So I would like to spin it forward. I know we we've gone a while now. Sure. Uh, spin it forward into discussing some of the hypotheticals we've seen. Sure. Now, these are much like us saying they should go to the SEC. No, <laughs> this is all things Throw I've darts. seen from different sources and not anything to be relied upon. But, you know, one of the suggestions was, well, the Pac-12 should add immediately San Diego State and SMU. Yeah. That reaction is appropriate. That's my reaction it. too. It's no, like Yeah, I mean I, I don't I see no value added in that at all. It just feels like you're just adding two schools just to keep the name of the conference consistent. Yeah. So then I look around and I think, well, who could we add? Is there anyone who we could add? We've got a big presence in Vegas. Do we want UNLV? Do we add the two Nevada I schools? So. I that yeah. Do you, do you, okay, so follow-up question then. Yeah. Do you do the reverse? 
the pivot away from football and add for all non-football sports Gonzaga and St. Mary's. I mean, Gonzaga is very interesting. It, you know, I, I've heard that floated um, as a as a basketball member, or obviously, you know, kind of probably everything, but basketball everything being the but, headliner. Yeah. Um, it, it's extremely interesting because they are a great brand in basketball right now. Um, but I, I almost feel like if you do that, you are you are pushing Oregon and Washington out because it feels like Oregon and Washington are the football powers left in the conference right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, as much as Utah might be a preseason top five team, they're not at the level yet of being considered a football power nationally. They're not they might get there, movers. but they're not there now. Right. Okay. So, so I feel like if you do that and you add nothing for football, you might as well just tell Oregon and Washington, like, all right, see you later. Good luck. Beg the Big Ten to let you in, you know, because you're basically kind of waving the white flag on football in a way. Okay. So if you go that route, you can't, you you decide you can't go try to add basketball schools from the West Coast Conference. Is the only viable option if you're Klyavkov, Mm -hmm. cut the deal with the ACC create the championship game, have it have a contractual sort of like the Big Ten ACC basketball challenge. We are yeah. playing one non-conference game. All, Every year. All of our schools against 12 of your schools or 10 of your schools right. if we're only a 10 of conference. yours. Right, right. Um, it, it's yeah. probably the best option I've heard so far. I'm not in love with it either. Like, I mean, I, I said this to you earlier in the conversation, and so that that's... I don't want to, you know, come off like the, you know, the guy on TV who hates everything. But there's just there's none of these that are like, oh, this is the winning move. This is the move we need to make, either as ASU or as the Pac-12. That I that I see like, yep, this is it. This is the ticket. This is what's going to save us. But I I think if anything is possibly that, it's the ACC a formal merger essentially with the ACC for football. Um, get ESPN on board. You know, I read there that. Are I, talks, I think Wilner yeah. was the one who reported that that you know ESPN would come on board, or maybe it was an SI, maybe yeah. it was De- uh, Ross Dellinger. You know, yeah. ESPN would come on board and either you know make the ACC network into a combination of both, or start a new network for just the Pac-12. Um, that's probably the best deal that exists because there are some. Certainly some interesting brands in the ACC. It's not, you know, Alabama or Ohio well, State or Georgia. Get, but it's, if you get Clemson, you get Clemson, Oregon. you get Florida State, Miami, mm-hmm. Carolina, Duke. You know, I mean, that's interesting. Virginia uh, Tech. That, Virginia Tech, sure, sure. I mean, it, there's enough needle movers there in both football and basketball that it would at least liven up the joint a little bit. So It would, what, it would give us the feeling that there's, there's a pulse there again. Let me ask you this, the reverse. Okay. If you're the ACC, would you make that deal? Are there enough needle movers in the Pac-12 that you would pick us over the Big 12? Because that, I'm what I'm kind of worried about is everyone's like, well, you know, they want to keep the Big 12 down. What if they decide, sure. they all decide they want to put the boot on our sure. the back of our head when we're <laughs> in the water? That's a good question. Um, I think you probably do if, Oregon and Washington are a part of it. If you have Oregon and Washington and Stan, let's say you take the ten, all ten of the of the current Pac ten. That's what I'm saying. You get these, you know, with the ten schools we have left. So you get Oregon, Washington, Stanford, Cal, which all have you know somewhat of a national brand. Yeah. You get the Arizonas. You get Utah, Colorado, Cal, yeah. Oregon State, Washington State. Really, are kind of throw-ins. Yeah. Not uh, not insulting them as as competitive programs, but they just, they're not value adds in what we're talking about. But, but, you know, you get them all. I think you probably do because the ACC is in, is kind of in dire straits right now in a way. I mean, like they're not, they're in different dire straits than the PAC 10. Um, but you know, this deal is awful that they agree to comparatively to what the SEC of big 10 are going to have. And they are stuck in it if they don't add something. Like, you know, they can't reopen it unless they add teams. 
Um, and I don't think Notre Dame is going to join them for football. I know that's what they want, but I don't think it's going to happen. And, and so I think you do it because then it allows you to open up that deal with ESPN, make more money for everybody, uh, you know, have a 24 team umbrella, basically 14 in the ACC and 10 in the PAC 10. And, and, you know, I mean, am I intrigued by a, you know, ACC PAC 12 championship game in Vegas every year? Hell yes. Or maybe you rotate it. Maybe one year it's in Vegas, one year it's in Charlotte, you know, you move Mm -hmm. it back and forth. That's intriguing to me. That's enough to kind of get me excited. I I mean, you're effectively creating a playoff spot. Quarterfinals, semifinal, whatever you end up with. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, who knows? I mean, that's that's the other thing. I don't know what the playoffs going to look like now. That old 12 team model. Like, I don't know. Are we going to get anything like that? That's another misfire. The PAC 12 and the ACC not agreeing to that. Bad move. Yep. Really bad move. Uh, I mean, they, they may land on their feet. Maybe it'll be a, but boy, they could have had a deal that, that guaranteed them essentially represent, you know, so there's going to be six conference champions, mm-hmm. which would have meant you were going to be, you're going to conference champs going to be in every year, pretty much. I mean, you're never, you're never going to fall behind two non power five conferences. Mm-hmm. Uh, should have, should have done it. Yeah. Should have raced to sign that. Uh, I think because, Man, now the big—I mean, if the Big Ten and the SEC won, they could exclude everybody else. Mm-hmm. They could come together. Kevin Warren and Greg Sankey could say, "Hey, we're going to work together. We're going to have our own tournament, and at the end of that tournament, for each conference, we're going to have each champion play in a de facto Super Bowl, and it would marginalize the other three conferences to the point that they become like, you know, I thought about this. It would become like uh, Arizona high school football, and how you and I have talked about like." Is it better to be the ninth best team so that you can win the 5A title or be in the open division? That's what it would almost be. The yeah. other conferences would become a de facto second tier that really wouldn't matter on a on a big scale. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's in play. I don't know. The, the Big Ten and the SEC could also screw each other mm-hmm. and, and say we're both out for world domination – we're not working with you, but we're not working with you. And we could we could be back to the days of the bowl games. We don't even have a champion because you know the Big Ten has its own four-team tournament. And the SEC has its own four-team tournament. And, well, we'll just argue forever on which conference is better. Yeah. I, I would be remiss if we didn't mention a quote I saw to an unsighted Big Ten source about yeah. we're killing the Rose Bowl, but who cares? Um, yeah. It, it, yeah. I mean, it, um, it feels like that, you know, now that I'll say this, I have heard, you know, the, the, uh, what's the medical term, uh, you know, code blue for the Rose bowl before and the Rose bowl somehow keeps breathing and keeps being influential when supposedly it's over, but it feels like we're getting closer and closer to it being over. Why well, is too it- bad? I, I think the Rose Bowl, if I am the executive director of the Rose Bowl, I say, hey, remember all those things we said about on the years we're not hosting? Uh, yeah. We take it back. We want yeah. in the rotation, um, and we will pick behind the Peach Bowl for yeah. that off year. I agree. I agree, yeah. Yeah, I mean, because, I mean, it's, it's a decision they're going to have to make, I think, like, do you want to be uh, a marginalized game and keep your January 1st date? Or do you want to be one of the biggest games? And and how does that, I mean, you know, like, does it stay Pac-10, Big Ten? I mean, well, it's no longer a pa- it's no longer a Pac-10 stadium, which is a problem. Right, <laughs> right. you know, and, and I mean, play it out. Now, I don't, you know, this is one thing we haven't discussed. I don't think this is going to be good competitively for UCLA and USC, at least to start with, but play it out. Let's say USC is, is good. And you get your Rose bowl matchup is USC against Stanford. Mm-hmm. Anybody interested in that outside of California? Probably not. And, uh, you know, so well, and I'll tell you <sighs> to your point, I think it's not going to be, I think it's going to be bumpy for USC, but they got two years to smooth it out when, when, when no one's watching. True, true. <laughs> you know, by but the it's time tough you going get... to a new conference. I mean, 
Like, look at look at the teams who've moved of late, you know, in the last 20 years. Have any of them really had a lot of success? Nebraska sure hasn't. It's been a disaster for Nebraska Rutgers football. and Maryland have been terrible. Yeah. A&M, their best season in the SEC was the first one with Manziel. Yeah. Now, maybe, maybe they're recruiting and Fisher and all that. It's coming. But it's been a decade. Well, Utah. Uh, I think if you're going to point to someone who's been successful, it's Utah. Utah. Right Utah. now. Right now today. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's not Nebraska. It's not Miami. Miami has not been successful in the ACC. Virginia Tech really has, has seen their profile dropped since they got to the ACC. They had some initial success, but they haven't kept it up. Missouri got to a couple SEC title games in a terrible SEC East, but now that Georgia's back and Florida's on its way back, like they've, they've been marginalized, as expected in some ways. Uh, Colorado's not been good at all. You're right. Utah's probably the only success story. Mm-hmm. And maybe TCU going to the Big 12. Yeah. TCU's done pretty well. But again, those are those teams went from small conference to big conference. They outgrew, you know, they didn't just move big conference to big conference. The the big conference to big conference moves have either been average or outright disaster. Nebraska is a perfect example of like, be careful what you wish for. Mm-hmm. I mean, they weren't dominating the Big 12, but they were relevant in the Big 12. They don't seem relevant in the Big 10 at all. Yeah. So... It'll be interesting. I mean, it's it's you know it's great for the financial bottom line of USC and UCLA, but is it good for them competitively? You you lose your recruiting footprint in some ways. You're, um, you're traveling to play games. Yeah, you know. Yeah, that, that first game and, at Penn State at eleven yeah. Central is going to be interesting for or, UCLA. Or you know at Minnesota. When it's, you know, 10 degrees and you're playing outdoors, like, I mean, like that's not what California kids grow up dreaming of. Um, you know, Wisconsin, I mean, they're all outdoors. Every Big Ten stadium is outdoors, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think there's one indoor stadium. Um, you know, so road trips in November to Wisconsin, Indiana, Illinois, Iowa. Purdue, Iowa, Michigan, like, th- those are going to be brutal. Yeah. Um, uh, and, then, and then for the other sports. I mean, you know, if you're a if you're a really good, you know, women's volleyball player, do you you know, if, and you're choosing between, as at least as it is right now, you're choosing between, you know, Stanford and USC. Probably choosing Stanford because mm-hmm. I won't have to spend half my life in airports. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. I I, I mean, again, it's it's attractive for the bottom line for the finances. But is it good for them competitively? Gosh, I don't think so. I I really don't. And I mean, I read another article. I think it was uh, it was somebody on on the Athletic wrote. You know, like Big Ten fans aren't excited by this. Most Big Ten fans are shrugging at this. Yeah. So who's excited by this? Who's the winner? Uh, the guy who will get paid off on UCLA's debt. Yeah, I guess. I mean, it's 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 the bank accounts. Those are the only winners in this. And the TV networks, I guess. I, I guess those are the winners. But, you know, fans aren't the winners. Athletes aren't the winners. Coaches aren't the winners. I mean, this is, this is, um, yeah, it, it, this is why I say it's sad. It just kind of stinks. Yeah. Well, we're not going to be done. There's a lot more no, to discuss. Probably a lot more we could talk about with this for weeks, but, but we can wrap up for now. Until next time, he's Matt. I'm Ben. It's the Ben Matt Sportscast.